This is Jonah. Uh, Jonah has a problem. Now, whatever else we might say about Jonah, about his faults, his bad decisions, one thing that we can uh, say on Jonah's behalf is that Jonah knows Yahweh. Jonah knows who Yahweh is, and because he knows who Yahweh is, Jonah can understand what Yahweh does, at least after he does it. Jonah knew who Yahweh is. Because he knew who Yahweh is, he knew what Yahweh is like because Jonah knew that Yahweh is gracious, he's compassionate, he's slow to anger, he's abounding in loving kindness. Jonah was not surprised when Yahweh forgave the Assyrians when they repented. For Jonah, that was a problem. The Assyrians were not nice people. Now, last week we uh, talked about other not nice people. Uh, we talked about the Romans, we talked about Tiberius, Pontius Pilate, uh, Herod Antipas, and uh, the Bible is full of people who are not nice. I was uh, talking with uh, Joe Stenkamp before the uh, service, and he is currently reading in the book of Isaiah, and uh, uh, God is constantly telling Judah, if you don't uh, shape up, I'm going to send the Assyrians, if not the Assyrians, the uh, Babylonians, and, and they're going to extract uh, the justice that I'm not seeing in you. So the Assyrians are not nice. And Jonah knew what the Assyrians had done to the countries around them that they had uh, conquered. They were a people who were arrogant, they were brutal, and they would uh, uh, kill, pillage, they would uproot entire populations and move them to a different part of their empire to totally uh, scramble national identity. And he knew, looking at the uh, map, that Israel was next on the uh, conquest list. And so when God calls Jonah and says, I want you to uh, go to Nineveh and uh, deliver my message, Jonah is thinking, oh, good. God is going to blast them off the face of the earth just like he blasted Sodom off the uh, face of the earth. Can't wait to see it happen. Now, hold that thought. Back to uh, Matthew uh, chapter five. And a couple of months ago, uh, Joe Stenkamp taught us out of uh, Matthew uh, 5.20 that unless our righteousness exceeds that of the uh, scribes and the uh, Pharisees, that we will not see the uh, kingdom of God. We have been hearing since then that God is focused on the kingdom heart. Jesus is teaching us what life in the uh, kingdom is going to look like. And it's more than just following a, a bunch of uh, rules. Now, as we look at this passage, we see a uh, series of examples here. 
and they take the uh, form where uh, Jesus says, you have heard, but I say. And today we have the uh, last in that uh, sequence. And so Jesus uh, starts out here, uh, you've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. So where does this uh, come from? There we are. Leviticus 19, which is an interesting chapter because God is instructing uh, Moses as they're going through the uh, desert. And so he will give them a precept like this. And it ends, each one of men's, with I am the Lord your God. This is what I am uh, telling you. This is how you're conducting yourself because of who I am. Uh, hint, that's going to be a recurrent theme today. So in... This passage, we uh, see at least three things in this uh, verse. First is, uh, you shall love your neighbor. And so Jesus isn't uh, pulling this out of uh, thin air. Second, we uh, see at the uh, top, you shall not hate your uh, fellow countrymen in your heart. And for those who thought that, you know, dwelling on the uh, heart dwelling on the internal is just a New Testament thing. It isn't. It goes back at least as far as the uh, verse of uh, Leviticus. And then finally, he says, uh, nor bury a grudge. Now, last week, we uh, talked about uh, Jesus' prohibition on retaliation. Getting even is now off the board even if it uh, comes in the uh, form of a uh, jacked up uh, three quarter ton shiny white uh, pickup truck. Now, if I were to take retaliation, that would be fairly obvious, probably obvious enough to get me arrested. But bearing a grudge, I can do that internally and nobody knows. At least no human knows. And I could probably get away with that. So what about the uh, second part of the uh, statement? Is there a passage in scripture that uh, says, you shall hate your enemy? Well, no. But before we uh, get too hard on the uh, scribes and the uh, Pharisees, we can kind of sort of see how they reasoned to that conclusion. Because we have passages like this in Deuteronomy uh, 23, where Yahweh says, these people are not to come into my assembly, not even for generations, because of what they uh, did to you when you uh, came out of the uh, land of uh, Egypt. Uh, David in uh, Psalm 31 makes uh, this uh, statement, I hate those who regard uh, vain idols. Well, yeah, because they're uh, violating the uh, uh, second uh, commandment, and so we can kind of understand that. Uh, how about the uh, statement when uh, David is getting ready to attack uh, Jerusalem and the uh, Jebusites uh, say, hey, uh, this city is so well fortified, even our blind people and our lame people can, uh, can uh, hold you off. And uh, David uh, tells his men, 
uh, when you go into Jerusalem, go after the blind people and the uh, lame people first because my soul hates them. Uh, does David, the man after God's own heart, uh, hate disabled people? Maybe I ought to hide this thing. So we see, as we talked about last week, that uh, the Bible is, is brutally honest. Our hearts do harbor hatred. Our hearts do harbor that desire to get even. And so we can, we can see how the scribes and the uh, Pharisees might get there. Okay. Now, are you still holding that thought from Jonah? Okay, thank you, Wayne. I love you, guy. Um, so... We should have slide number eight. There we are. So Jonah is upset. As a matter of fact, we uh, see that he's greatly upset when Yahweh forgave the Assyrians because he wanted them to be blasted off the map. These were the enemies of uh, God's chosen people, right? He was upset, but he was not surprised because he knew Yahweh and he knew that this is just the kind of thing that Yahweh might do. Yahweh, you knew that I didn't want to uh, go to Nineveh because I was being very spiritual and uh, you were supposed to blast those uh, folks off the uh, face of the earth and look what you did. I could have told you so. So getting back to Matthew 5, uh, in this section, what Jesus is saying as we drop down to verse 44, because Yahweh has compassion on his enemies, you are to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now, last week, I made the uh, statement that had the guys at the uh, top of the hill still been holding on to those uh, thoughts about the uh, Beatitudes, they could have seen this coming. You know, turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, give the uh, shirt off your back because Blessed are the uh, poor in spirit, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the meek. You know, this is what those things look like worked out, even in the face of Roman oppression. So what uh, Jesus is saying in this context, where Judah is under the... Uh, rule of uh, Tiberius Caesar via Pontius uh, Pilate, where Galilee is under the rule of Tiberius Caesar uh, via Herod Antipas, none of these folks being nice guys, Roman law being very oppressive, would they have had any trouble identifying their enemies? Okay, pop quiz. Who would they have identified as their enemies? 
Wayne, help me out here. The Romans, very good, thank you. Um, who would they have identified as the uh, persecutors? Remember when we uh, talked about blessed or the uh, persecutors, these are the uh, folks who are uh, pursuing them, who are hunting them down. Okay, yeah, Romans, and as we go on through the book of uh, Matthew, for those of you who have read ahead, the uh, scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they're going to ultimately fit that description. So what Jesus is saying here goes back again to the idea of the uh, kingdom heart, goes back again to the greater righteousness that uh, Joe preached about. Would the uh, scribes, wasted question, would the uh, scribes and the uh, Pharisees have loved the uh, Romans? No, okay, so, so we see how this works. We see the over and the above that Jesus is uh, calling these guys to. We see that again, he's getting back to the heart, back to the things that uh, can't be seen. And we can see the uh, guys, uh, maybe not that you all, any of, any of you all have ever uh, done this, but I can sure uh, see it, as they're listening to the turn the other cheek, go the extra mile, shirt off your back. <sighs> yeah, I'll do it, but I won't like it. And I'll do it, but I still won't like the uh, Romans. This is where uh, Jesus uh, goes down to the level of the heart, and this is where I have to ask myself, do I actually do this? So, just uh, in terms of uh, definition, persecuted, as we uh, talked about before, means those who are uh, pursuing us, uh, those who want to run us into the uh, ground. The idea of enemies, the word originally uh, meant odious, repulsive, despicable, uh, hateful. So, as I look at my own heart, uh, who do I uh, consider odious, repulsive, despicable, hateful? Beavers? Huskies? Stanford? Uh, I, I'm getting the uh, nervous uh, laughter. Am I hitting some nerves here? Um, Democrats, Republicans, all politicians these days. For those of us who are old enough to remember uh, Watergate, we knew that uh, President Richard Nixon had an enemies list. Do I have an enemies list? Who's on it? If so, those are the uh, folks that uh, Jesus uh, calls me to love. Uh, now there's one beaver uh, sitting back there that I, I love uh, dearly. Uh, hi, Kathy. <laughs> but, you know, this, this is the uh, thing that uh, Jesus is uh, getting at here. And this is where he uh, touches a uh, nerve in my heart. You know, who are the folks that I uh, regard with uh, contempt? Um, people who can't uh, 
properly uh, conjugate their verbs and uh, dangle their uh, participles. Uh, I know that Vicky and I have had that one in, in uh, common in the uh, past. Uh, uh, you know, you may have overcome it. I still struggle with it. But, you know, this is, is where, as we look at this, who are the folks that, I, that really rub me the wrong way? Jesus says I have to love them. Who are the folks I think are out to get me? I need to be uh, praying for them. This is not comfortable stuff. So, slide number 10. Is that slide 10? There we are. Looking at the uh, first three verses in uh, today's uh, passage, Jesus is uh, doing a uh, couple of things, if you uh, look closely. Uh, First of all, he addresses or refers to God as Father. Now, uh, anybody else in here who likes to uh, count things, anybody else in here who is totally upset? Wayne, boy, you, you are my guy today. Uh, for those of you who like to count things, are obsessed with numbers and uh, statistics, you have probably noticed that the word, the term Father, has only been used one time up to this point. And that's in uh, verse uh, 16. Jesus uses it twice here in the first 18 verses of chapter 6. He's going to use the word Father 10 times. We're, we're seeing a pivot here. He also tells his guys that those who love their enemies, those who pray for those who uh, uh, persecute them, are going to be the uh, sons of the Father. Now, when he referred to the uh, peacemakers, he calls them the uh, sons of God. Here's it's sons of the uh, Father. And so as we're getting to this point in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is making a pivot towards intimate relationship. Slide number 11. Okay, the second thing that uh, we see is if you are still hanging on to uh, Jonah, he is uh, saying that this is uh, going to... This is uh, going to go into the uh, kingdom of heart because of God, of uh, who God is and uh, what God is, is like. Now, this is going to be important. If you get nothing else out of uh, today's uh, sermon, uh, try to grab on to this. And so as, okay, um, Going back to uh, what uh, uh, Jonah knew and uh, why he was not surprised, but why he was uh, so ticked. We cannot separate 
what God is like from uh, who God is. And I offer in uh, demonstration these two uh, passages. In the uh, passage in uh, Exodus 3, the uh, burning bush, uh, Moses is uh, stalling for uh, time. You know, he really doesn't want to go back to Egypt and tell Pharaoh, uh, let my people go. And so he's uh, saying, you know, somebody may ask me, uh, so what's the uh, name of this uh, God? And uh, God says to Moses, I am who I am. He was not brought into existence. He is not dependent on anyone. Yahweh is. Now, we get into Exodus uh, chapter 33 after the uh, golden calf debacle, and uh, God is uh, saying, fine, uh, I'm uh, done with uh, this. Take them on up into the uh, land, have a, a good time. Uh, Moses recognizes that God is uh, faithful to who he is and, and is uh, testing Moses to see what his trust is. And so Moses says, show me your face. God says, I can't show you my face. It would kill you, but I will proclaim my name. So we jump down into, uh, Moses, into uh, Exodus 34, and uh, this is what uh, God says as he proclaims his name. Now, looking at that, um, I'm saying that doesn't look so much like a name to me, that looks like a self-description. Point being that who God is and what God is like cannot be uh, separated. Okay, with me on that one? Good, next slide. So on the uh, left, we now have God's description of himself and Jump into the uh, New Testament with me here. When Paul goes to preach to the Lyconian pagans, he says, this God that you don't know, this God that, that you're not uh, familiar with, that you don't worship, has given evidence of himself, and here it is. He uh, sends you rain, uh, he gives you uh, good crops, he satisfies your heart with good stuff because of what he is like. So, you see the uh, jump here. Who God is, what God is like, what God does. What God does flows from what he is like, which is inseparable from who he is. Okay, you with me? Good. Because that's the uh, most important uh, part of the uh, sermon. Uh, if you want to check out from here, that's fine. Questions I ask myself. Do I understand and appreciate God's day-to-day -day care for me? Do I understand and appreciate God's day-to-day -day care for the uh, people that I despise? Can I let them know that somehow? Because I thank him 
for what he does for me? Do I care enough for them to try to get that across? Okay. Slide 14, there we are. Now, um, this one was a little bit of a uh, puzzle for me and the, uh, the thing that I had to wrestle with, um, I said you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you in order that, which sounds like a, a purpose uh, statement, you may be sons of your father. This sounds a whole awful lot like what we as evangelicals say, hey, that's works uh, righteousness. You do this and uh, uh, you become a uh, son of the uh, father. So my uh, first thought was, well, maybe it's just the uh, New American Standard. Guess what? Every translation that I looked at is basically the uh, same. Uh, may say uh, so that instead of uh, in order that, but it, that it's all the uh, same uh, thing. So this is why we went through the exercise of uh, who God is, what God is like, what uh, uh, God does here just a minute ago, because if we are actually sons of the Father, if he actually lives in us, as we say is true, then who he is in his presence, what he is like in his character, and what he does that flows out from his character is going to be living in us. Which is why Jesus says, in order that you may be uh, sons of uh, your father. Um, understood? Okay, thanks Wayne. Now, if that doesn't quite click, example from my own uh, uh, experience, one of the uh, awkward uh, questions that I was sometimes asked as a, a physician, especially uh, a, a hospice uh, physician, is when I'm with a family and it looks like the patient has just taken his last uh, breath, the uh, awkward question, is he gone? So some neurological tests, any uh, evidence that the uh, brain and the uh, nervous system are uh, still functioning. Uh, watch the chest, listen to the uh, chest, any air going in and out, are they still breathing? Uh, last one, stethoscope over the uh, precordium, am I uh, picking up a uh, heartbeat? Uh, fingers on the uh, carotid, am I uh, feeling a uh, pulse? If there's no pulse, no breathing, no neurological activity, then yeah, sure looks like they're gone. James says the uh, same thing as you're aware in uh, James chapter two, that if there is really faith in there, it doesn't sit still because God doesn't sit still because God is active as we see all the way through 
scripture. And so what Jesus is saying here is if you really know God the Father who sends the rain, sends the sun, sends good uh, crops, sends good stuff on everybody, including those Assyrians, including the Washington Huskies, then we're, we're going to see this. Now, does this mean that we're going to do it all the time? No. Uh, we'll answer that when we, when we get to uh, verse 48. And I'll see if I can find where I uh, shuffled my uh, notes to. What's the letter we on, Phil? Fort? 15. Okay. I'm oriented now. This guy. Any guesses? Can anybody read the uh, script uh, there on the... uh... Matthew, very good. Well, sort of. Uh, When we get to uh, verses 46 and uh, 47, Jesus says, for if you love those who love you, ye reward... Uh, what reward have you? Do not even the uh, tax gatherers do the uh, same. And if you greet your brothers only, what do you do more than others? Uh, do not even the uh, Gentiles do the uh, same. Matthew uh, would have got this one. And he probably would have uh, turned around to see if uh, Simon the Zealot was uh, sneaking up on him with a, a dagger. Uh, Matthew was a traitor. Actually, his given name was Levi. He adopted the Greek alias Matthew when he went over to the uh, Romans. And he could see uh, who had the power, who had the uh, clout, who could uh, give him the uh, better uh, salary. And so it's like, uh, uh, what the heck, Uh, even though... I'm uh, selling out my countrymen, even though I'm now becoming uh, part of the oppressive system, this is what I'm going to do. So Matthew knew that the only people in uh, Galilee or Judea who uh, had anything nice to say about the uh, tax gatherers were other uh, tax gatherers because he were one. As far as the uh, Gentiles, The uh, Jews regarded these people as odious, repulsive, despicable. They're unclean, they're uncircumcised, uh, and uh, we don't want to have anything to do with them. So how does this come down to me? Um, I feel comfortable around people who are uh, like me, who can uh, speak medical and use big words that Normal people don't understand. I like people who share my opinions on uh, political matters, religious matters, you name it. Uh, These are the uh, folks that I feel uh, comfortable around. Likewise, there are uh, certain people that uh, I can abuse and probably get away with it depending on the uh, setting. How many of you out there uh, uh, right now would stick up for the uh, Taliban? 
That's what I thought. How about Planned Parenthood? That's what I thought. Um, were these people made in the image of God? Did Jesus Christ die to redeem them? Because what? remember what Paul says in uh, Romans chapter 5, that even when we were God's enemies, Jesus Christ uh, died for us. Uh, which means that even in situations where I'm dealing with uh, folks that uh, I don't like, that I have to look at them the way that God looks at them. Uh, when I'm in company where folks uh, think the uh, same way that I do, believe the, the uh, uh, same way that I do, and yeah, it would be uh, safe to go ahead and uh, 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 bash them, uh, let uh, loose that, yeah, I think they're uh, despicable uh, too. Uh, you know, if I'm really living out the uh, heart of the uh, kingdom, is that the way that uh, that you know, I'm, I'm going to forget what uh, Jesus said about loving my enemies and praying for those uh, who persecute you. That, that's, that's a hard one. And we live in a, a transactional society. Uh, you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. Uh, you're not nice to me, I'm gonna try to get even. And uh, this is where, as uh, Jesus said in Verse 45, in order that we may be uh, sons of our uh, Father. Now, back to the uh, question and verse 48, and we're almost done. So, I think that's, yeah, that is slide uh, uh, 16. Okay, th this is uh, our daughter and this is our uh, granddaughter. And no, I did not... Uh, get their uh, permission, Kathy, uh, to put the uh, slide up there. They are cute. You gotta admit it. Now, uh, verse 48. How many folks read uh, uh, verse 48 and say, but that's impossible? Okay, we've got some honest people sitting right over here. Love you guys. Uh, you know, be perfect as your heavenly uh, father is... Uh, uh, perfect, that ain't gonna happen. Um, this is where looking at the uh, Greek term uh, helps out. Now, I can read medical Greek. If it's a uh, term that I, I deal with in, in medicine, I can understand it. Here we get lucky. Uh, the word here is teleioi, which if you look at the... Uh, uh, root word, uh, uh, teleos, is one that we encounter in embryology. You know, you, you start with a, a single cell and it uh, uh, eventually uh, turns into a, a small human, then it turns into a uh, large human. And anywhere along the line, it's a continuous process with a goal. And this is what 
Jesus is saying here when he says, you are to be uh, perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. You were designed by God for a specific goal. You're not an accident. And so what Jesus is saying is you are to be making progression toward that goal uh, just as the heavenly father uh, is the ideal, the complete deity. Now for him, that's not a problem. He's been that way uh, for all of eternity. For, for us, it, it uh, takes a while. And so what are the uh, goals there? We see in uh, Philippians 1.6 that uh, God is at work in us uh, to make us perfect to make us complete until the uh, day of Christ. So, you know, it's going to take a while. He uh, says in Colossians, we proclaim Jesus Christ admonishing everyone, teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone complete, perfect, having reached the goal in Christ. Next slide. So how does that happen? If you looked at the uh, last slide, there, there are two entities at work uh, here. I, I hesitate to call the Holy Spirit an entity or any of you entities, but anyway. Uh, the Holy Spirit is gonna do his job, but on our side, as we work with God, there are at least a couple of things that uh, need to happen. There, there are more than this, but, but uh, this is the uh, short list. For one, um, as Paul says in Philippians uh, 3, where I am today is, is not there. Um, I, I can see God's work in my life in the uh, past, but you know, I, I need to keep pushing toward that, that uh, goal. Uh, back when I was uh, younger and uh, fairly uh, mediocre uh, distance runner, I could, uh, from my uh, baseline, get ready for a uh, 5K in uh, two to three weeks, a uh, uh, 10K in about uh, six. Um, I can't do that anymore. But, uh, you know, the idea there is, is an intentionality, a, a uh, training uh, process. The second one, and uh, this is, is where I, I'm going to engage uh, you all, is that part of the process that God uses to bring me to whatever goal he has for me is, is you all. I need you all. That's what Paul says there, is that we are a body. And unless every part of the uh, body is connected to every other part of the uh, body, and yeah, that's been difficult the uh, last uh, 18 months, and uh, you can look around you and, and see that, that there are gaps that didn't used to be there. 
unless the body is complete, unless the uh, members of the body are connected to one another, unless the members of the body are healthy and functioning properly, the body's gonna be uh, sickly. So we need one another. We need one another desperately. We need to be making sure that uh, uh, Wayne's been uh, tracking with me uh, uh, today. I appreciate that. that. That we understand how each of us is doing. That we stay connected. That we stay concerned about the well-being of uh, each person in the body. The ones who are here today and, and the uh, ones who aren't here today. And today is, is a, a good start, but uh, you can't uh, get real close to folks uh, in uh, one hour on uh, Sunday. So, so that needs to be uh, happening uh, throughout the uh, week. And this is how Matthew 5, 48 uh, happens. This is how we reach maturity, is together as we uh, pursue uh, Jesus Christ. Let's close. Father God, uh, thank you for showing us another illustration of what the uh, kingdom heart looks like, for reminding us that your goal for us is that we would uh, grow up to maturity, that we would grow up to resemble uh, your eternal son who, who came for us. Father, we uh, pray that uh, we would desire to see you work that maturity in us to see that you work that completeness in us recognizing that this is a process that's going to go on until the uh, day of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would uh, come quickly. In the meantime, we pray that you would be doing uh, your work in us and through us in the uh, life of this body. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen.